Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. My name is Pete. And today, I almost started off by saying that I'm Dr. Diane. <sighs> Special event episode. Yes. Uh, we have a bit of a different scheduling. We are currently recording this on a Tuesday evening. Very, very late. It's past your bedtime. It is, uh, but I definitely wanted to capture some of the emotion You're of pumped. today. You're pumped, though. You're not ready to sleep. You're ready to talk all about what happened today. Probably, yeah. So let's stop teasing. What happened today? So today was my uh, PhD dissertation defense. Boom. Which essentially means that I uh, defended my thesis in front of five professors, and I'm done. Pretty much done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah. I think the best way I can describe it is it feels very surreal that mm. it's done after so long. Um, yeah, that's pretty much how it feels. Um, Continue. I'm just going to close the window. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so basically uh, this afternoon, I had uh, five different professors that I was going to be questioned by. Uh, they all had my thesis well in advance. And... Uh, It was actually really fantastic because I had so many friends and family actually present uh, for my defense. (laughs) I don't think there was a free chair in the room. No. It was completely full. Yeah, we we even had chairs like propping the doors open because it was so warm in there and even those chairs were being used. Yeah, and I think they brought chairs in from another room actually too. Yeah, Mm. I think they did bring a couple in. So uh, yeah, full house, which was amazing. Uh, and I think correctly represents the amount of support that I got from um, friends and family throughout uh, my entire academic career. Uh, so it was really nice to be able to share that with everyone. Um, and I guess eventually how it went down was I did a 25 to 30 minute presentation, uh, kind of a summary of my data, mm-hmm. uh, which I worked really hard on. Um, and went through kind of a number of different modifications to get it to where it was. And I think it went pretty smoothly. Someone from uh, your lab was talking to me about this. We went, we were discussing after it Mm -hmm. and she said that you seemed much more relaxed when you were presenting today because you did a trial run, I guess, with your lab mates. Yeah. Yeah. And she said you were really fast and just were rushing through it before. And this time you seemed very calm and you weren't going as fast. Um, I noticed when you were doing it, I was like, wow, she's going very quickly. Mm-hmm. I thought, but then like halfway through it, I was thinking, but at the same time, I'm the layman here, right? Like for these five professors, they know all these terms. Mm-hmm. So this is probably a good speed for, mm-hmm. uh, your presentation. I, I actually caught myself because I started off and I think after like the second slide, I thought to myself, Diane, you're speaking very fast. You need oh, to like okay. chill out. So you did think so. Um, so I did think that I kind of went off with a bang mm-hmm. um, and then <laughs> thought you're going to speed through this far too quickly. Yeah. Um, like relax. You know, I think I was always starting off with a presentation. Um, even I remember as a kid doing little presentations, you're always nervous. And once you said those first few sentences and your brain is like, okay, you know this. Like you've got this information here. Then after that, it can kind of be like, okay, you know, I I got these, 
I know what I want to say for each slide I prepared. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think I kind of got into a comfortable mode mm-hmm. and was able to clearly, um, go through it. It'll be interesting to see what my prof says about it because we went through it pretty extensively yeah. the day before. Um, and there were some changes that, um, he suggested I make or suggested different transitions. And there were some things that I agreed with and some things that I really just couldn't wrap my head around. They're all very last minute too. That's the bigger issue. Yeah. The weekend before, like just a few days ago. Yeah. Well, it was even Monday, like yesterday that we were going through this, that he was suggesting these kind of transitions and some of them worked very well and I could incorporate them very easily. And some of them I was just like, I'm not going to incorporate this because it's too hard for my mind to kind of figure out how to say this smoothly when I have something that I can say already that I think is appropriate. Um, one thing, um, that was fun was today. I would, I would say you were very comfortable and you were not freaking out about it today. It was a very good day. Mm -hmm. Um, and one piece of advice I'd like to think that I did very well at was that you shouldn't be nervous. It's more like you're going out to play a show and people are coming to see it and Mm -hmm. they're excited about it. And it's your chance to share what you're really excited about. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> I can't really relate exactly to what you're doing because I've never, you know, defended a thesis. So the best advice I could do is like try to relate it to something I understand, which is, you know, doing a performance or something. Mm-hmm. And what you were saying about the speed actually is very similar too. Often in a live show, I find the first song, maybe even the second song can be a little rough, but once that audience is there and you hear a couple claps, you start to get into it and then it's smooth sailing all the way through. Mm-hmm. I'm liking that too. Um, one of my lab mates that I was talking to afterwards said, you know, you were speaking with these professors and you looked very calm while you were doing it. Yeah. And I really, like I felt, I didn't feel um, pressure or feel intimidated. Like I think if you really like science and like all aspects of it, you enjoy having conversations with people about it and explaining it and elaborating on what you did, which I think a lot of their questions were, tell me what you know about this or why would this be the case or how is this, how do these pathways link up? And I was able to just kind of elaborate and explain and I had that knowledge um, to do so. I think there were some areas where some things I forgot um, that I could have added in that would have helped it go more smoothly. Um, But in general... Like I was feeling, you know, this is a a topic that I've been studying for the last four years. So like I've had lots of conversations about it um, that I've also, you saw my book of answers, I called it, where anytime I had a conversation with my prof that I thought was particularly um, interesting, I would actually write down like what we talked about. And I was reading through that today. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I felt like. Like, you know, this is, I know these are professors and they've been doing this much longer than I am, but like I have something that I can bring to the table because I've solely only looked at these papers. Yeah. And as long as their questions are exactly about your paper, you, Mm -hmm. you you're clear sailing. No problem. You Mm -hmm. know your stuff. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I was, uh, on my perspective, I was completely confident in you. I'm sure you (laughs) got that. Like I wasn't putting any pressure on you ever. Like, are you, mm-hmm. are you okay? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. You feeling all right? You okay? <laughs> I didn't do any of that. I was just like going about my business going, yeah, you, you know what you got, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. When should we leave? Okay. Yep. That's it. Let's pick up coffee. I got coffee. Um, I need the room rearranged. Done. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very true. quick transition. It was great. Yeah. 
I'm a man of action. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I was right there. <laughs> Maybe it, you'll pick it up gone. as we're <laughs> as we're thinking about it. Uh, so it was really uh, kind of neat today because the external examiner, the person that I brought in from a different school, was actually a prof that I had had at Waterloo, and I don't know yeah. if he remembered my name or. Um, just because I was, you know, I did some work in, uh, another lab down the hall. Um, but he knew who I was walking into it and he was like, yeah, no, this is great. Like I remember teaching you, um, like kin 404, which is the pathophysiology of obesity and type two diabetes. And he said, your thesis is like all that material. Nice. Um, so, you know, maybe you were inspired by that course and I'm like, well, yeah, definitely it was. Um, a really fascinating course and it's just really exciting that he was able to be there for kind of like the final stages of my academic learning, we'll say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, actually this is a good idea. Why don't we do a rundown of the five people? Um, we can't, we can't call them Marsha because there's five of them. So that's not going to (laughs) work this time, but I have a basic code names. Cool. So there's the chair. Oh, yes. So there was a chair. So one professor is always appointed uh, to basically facilitate the session. So at the beginning, they'll give a little introduction, like here's what's going to happen. Um, And this person makes sure that everyone kind of stays on their appropriate time. Um, Each prof was actually given 12 minutes to ask questions. Um, So he made sure that they didn't go over their time too much. Um, and I got, uh, feedback from my family specifically that they, that he was very good at kind of keeping everything organized and running smoothly. And I told everyone, like, I know this professor very well. He's a part of the, um, a part of what's called my supervisory committee, which means that, um, he helps to guide me through my project as I'm going through my PhD. And he's a super reasonable professor and he's on top of things. He's been here forever. He knows the procedure. Um, he's here to work on the science and to see what kind of science is presented. Um, he doesn't get bogged down by small bureaucratic details. Um, he was like the ideal person that I wanted for my chair and he did great in that role. In addition to asking, I think really, um, relevant questions and, Mm -hmm. um, Questions that gave me an opportunity to really uh, just talk about my work. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of a spoiler alert, but of all of the people there, I felt like he was the only one asking you questions directly related to your thesis. And that's Mm. why I actually liked him the most because it was like, he, it's like he read it and he was really curious about it. And he's like, tell me more about what this meant. Tell me more what this is. What were you trying to say on this page, right? Like there are very specific questions to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree with your family. He seemed the most organized and well thought <laughs> out what he wanted to do there, right? Yeah. Um, good with chair? Yeah, so, I think so. So next up in mm-hmm. the line was Waterloo, uh, which you spoke right. about briefly. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. had him as a teacher in your fourth year? It's at Kin 400 or something? Um, yeah, so he actually taught me muscle physiology at Waterloo, which would have been taught in second year. And then I took his advanced physiology course in fourth year. I think I was actually in third year at the time. You know, Waterloo yeah. co-op gets kind of right, right, weird. Right. So it was kind of like end of third year. 
um, we'll say. And I thoroughly enjoyed that course. And it wasn't the course that I got the best mark in because I was still learning about how to Mm. learn properly and do really well on these courses. But I just thought it was so fascinating to learn like how exactly obesity leads to the development of all these problems. And it's pretty funny because I took that course and I took a number of other courses and did a master's and I kept the notes because I thought it was an interesting course. And going back and flipping through those notes, a lot of the material we covered is stuff that I now study. So we talked about brown fat and we talked about a um, specific review paper that describes brown fat and shows the effects that it had. And here I am kind of explaining that and elaborating on it in my own thesis, which is uh, pretty wild. Which caught you a little off guard, right? Because he would bring that up and he's like, it's great that you're bringing up these stuff from your course so many years ago. And And then I think you had that enlightened moment where you realize that at that moment, Mm-hmm. Like not before. And then he's like asking you, well, do you remember in class when we discussed this? And I was like, oh my goodness. I definitely just, don't remember that. <laughs> that's just tough. That is tough to throw at someone. And uh, he is the first offender of what we will be talking about a lot with the next set of guys who uh, his questions were less, I would say, about the thesis. Maybe they may were somewhat related because of what you said, previous history. Mm-hmm. But it was really from a perspective of, I'm a professor that does this. Let's talk about what I do in relation to your thesis. Yes. I was starting to get that feeling. Uh, Yes. And he was specifically focused on certain aspects because that's what he uh, studies. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew he wasn't going to have easy questions. Well, none of them had easy questions. Um, I knew he wasn't going to have easy questions because I've kind of seen him ask questions at Waterloo. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that they can be... Um, like tricky. He's very, he's such a nice person. <laughs> like when, like um, approaching him as a prof and asking him questions, super friendly. Um, he was smiling a lot today as usual. Um, they all seem very friendly. Yeah, actually. they all seem very, all friendly. very friendly. And yeah, I don't think they're trying to be particularly mean about their questions, but they're not, some of them aren't easy questions. And there are no. a few that I was trying to like kind of wrap my head around. And it's, Oftentimes I need to see like the question like written out or like yeah. explained to me and yeah. just having him sit there and be like, well, if you think about this, that would mean this, right? And you're kind of like, oh, I think so. Um, so yeah. that was a little bit tricky for me to grasp, but I worked my way through that. I think. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can somehow explain it. I found like you weren't having t- troubles like answering the question. You spent most of your time trying to figure out what the question was. More, more of the time with and, him. Yeah. So it, it could be like, what do you think of um, small oranges or something he's asking? And then you realize what he's actually asking is what do you think of clementines or something, right? Mm-hmm. It's like he's phrasing it in a different way and you're like, small, small oranges? Like the color? What do you mean? Where like, are you what? going with that, right? Mm-hmm. That is, of course, not what he asked. I'm just trying to start paint a picture. But yeah, uh, yeah, it, it felt like you were spending more time trying to figure out what he was actually asking. So no... Uh, No problems on your end. I think you did a good job. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I'll see what my own professor says about some of these answers that I gave. Um, But there are definitely moments where I'm like this, like, I feel like if I understood what he was talking about a little bit better, I might be able to phrase an answer better. But I like really have no idea what's 
what's happening here. I'm just going to kind of like nod along and agree. Because some of his questions too were basically like, if you look at this data, you could probably infer this. And I was kind of like, okay, yeah, I guess you could infer that. One might be able to, yes. So then you could infer the following and maybe come to this different conclusion. And you're like, yeah, okay. And they're like, that's just something that I want you to think about. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like, okay. okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm thinking about it. Thanks. So that was Waterloo. Um, Next up, is it Scottish? Yeah. I, first of all, just let me say I'm glad I had him there. It's pretty awesome. Mm. Kind of everything came full circle. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's great. Moving on. Yes. Scottish guy? Scottish. Yes. So this was um, the uh, professor that was outside the department, my specific department, but still at York University. And we particularly chose uh, this professor because he does... While he isn't in our department, he does do and look at very similar things. Mm -hmm. uh, so sometimes you pick someone from an outside department and they are examining like insect physiology. And it's so different that it's you end up with questions that are like, well, I've never seen this method before. How do you even do it? And it's less about kind of the science and theory and more just like, I don't really understand what you guys do. Can you explain it further? Uh, so it's nice to have this um, professor, Scottish guy, mm -hmm. because he actually knows what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but even so, you thought some of his questions were coming a little bit. Well, he had his own field, field, obviously, right? And I think even you said that, like he's talking about other proteins or other things that didn't mm -hmm. really have to do with you. And uh, I mean, the biggest question that I'll never forget is he mentioned... I had just recently gone to a talk and it was really fascinating. Can you tell me about it? Yeah. Is how he kind of phrased it. And I was like, that's like saying I, I watched How I Met Your Mother last week. Can you tell me the plot synopsis? And I was like, well, I didn't watch it. You tell me what it was about, right? <laughs> like, what, do, what are you asking? You want me to recount what I think they were talking about? And it seemed like outside of your thesis. So that really struck me as strange. Yeah, I think he mentioned it was something about a particular protein uh, or something, which Maybe I just the didn't... way he phrased it. Yeah. Because it really sounded like, I went and saw a show, tell me about the show, <laughs> when really, I guess it's like, the show was about this, what do you know about yeah, this? Yeah, I think it was, was about a particular say? protein, and it was like, yeah. can you comment on this, or what do you know about it? He had very, I felt some of his questions were very, like, open-ended, like, just, yeah. what do you know about this? What could this mean? Um, what could this be? And I was able to answer those questions, but it just seemed like almost, I don't know if it, it wasn't necessarily like my opinion, but it was just kind of like, tell me everything you know about this. And eventually I would get to a point where I would stop talking and be like, okay, I think that's, that's, that'll that's, do. That's everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was, um, when you know a professor's area of research, you can kind of prepare for some questions ah, that they might yeah. have. Uh, so there were a few things that he um, talked about. And it's funny because I was sitting at home and I was like, he's probably going to ask about adiponectin and how it relates to cold exposure. Of course. And there's that one paper that I should probably reread and I didn't get to it. Mm. And he did mention he it. Okay. Yeah, he definitely mentioned it. Um, and I was like, well, whatever. I didn't <laughs> I didn't get to it. I didn't read it. I think there were there are a few incident instances instances uh, where they would mention papers. I'm like, okay, I've definitely seen that, or I should probably know this piece of data, but I just don't have it. 
in my mind right now. And I don't want to give you the wrong answer because that's going to take us on a completely different um, train of thought here. Um, But I wasn't able to anticipate some of his, some of his questions. Um, And yeah, like he's, I've worked with him before and worked with his students and he's been very reasonable and, uh, quick question. I know it was up to a professor. You were trying to nail down the date, and it was up to one professor. Was it Scottish or Chair that sort of had to get that clearance for? Um, so that you're waiting on hearing back from. Oh, that was a waiting on hearing back from. Or is that Waterloo? Um, so Waterloo had. They were all kind of had different things we were trying to work around. Uh, Waterloo professor was away at a conference before my thesis defense. Um, And Scottish professor is leaving to go to Asia for a couple of months on sabbatical, like in two days or something. (laughs) So I really had to fit it in um, before he left. And then it had to be in the afternoon because certain profs uh, taught courses in the morning. Um, Ideally I function much better in the morning. Um, but this worked out. The afternoon worked out well too. So, and then we could go drink beers afterwards. Mm, mm-hmm. We'll get to that. So you mentioned open-ended questions. Yes. Next up is the winner of that category. Oh yes. I've nicknamed this one Space nice. <laughs> because he just seemed like he was off in his own thought pattern world uh, that I had trouble following at some points. It was fascinating, and it goes back to what you said earlier, is like these guys obviously love science, and they're probably just excited to come into a room and have all these minds, and let's just let's just talk about adipose tissue and brown fat and all the different ways you can use this, or, or, or is this related to another field, or let's, let's discuss this, and this guy, space man, he went full out <laughs> into, and he would even start a question, he was like, there's probably no answer to this question, but let's just think <laughs> about this for a while. And then he would go on for like eight minutes and you'd be like, yeah, sounds good. Basically, right? Mm-hmm. Any any opinions on this one? Yes. So I knew going into uh, this defense that this professor asks questions in this manner and that it's basically entirely pointless to try and prepare anything um, for this particular <laughs> professor because you never know what he's going to talk about. Right. And all of his questions were actually based on the very first study that I ran oh, um, okay. and just really focusing in on like um, switching glucose or fat metabolism and what consequences these might have and just really uh, like harping on that Um point. Um, and it related back to his work because he also uses drugs to target certain mitochondrial proteins and has found kind of some weird and interesting results. So his mind just immediately goes to what if you would also see some weird and interesting results with your drug treatment? Um, and what, what exactly, like it says it inhibits this protein, but is it actually having other effects? Um, and he, yeah, like you said, he, he oftentimes will, he actually asked more questions than I thought he would okay. ask. Usually he goes rambling on for much longer and kind of has one question that he says, does this protein do this? And you say yes or no. And then he keeps going. Um, but here he was actually looking for kind of specific answers, uh, to things. Um, very specific though. Yes. Like I, I think, yeah, we talked about this a lot off, off the air, mm-hmm. um, 
that it seemed almost like he was playing a very advanced game of uh, guess the number I'm thinking of, where it's like, I'm really thinking about something, something here. And he's like, so in your example of this and this, it's sort of like, what do you think? And then you would give an answer. He's like, no, 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 that's not what I'm thinking. Uh, maybe more... Uh, a brown fat sort of a type thing mm-hmm. and then you would guess another. it's like no no that's not quite what I'm thinking of and it was like you're just playing this elaborate guessing game with him for whatever was in his mind yep pretty much uh, I didn't get that what was the purpose <laughs> of that <laughs> that's that's how he asks questions okay. <laughs> um, yeah that's basically his style of asking questions mm. um, I think I was able to address some points um, he mentioned one protein that I'd absolutely never heard of mm. um, and that was not anywhere in any of my lit review. Um, the so, cancer research? Yeah, the yeah. crat protein or oh, crat. Yeah. Right. It sounded like crack protein. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I definitely haven't heard of that because I would make fun of that protein name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so something I hadn't heard of, didn't didn't know what its function was. And yeah, he looks at cancer metabolism, so... He was, what was interesting is he was really kind of providing additional data and thought, a thought process on a paper that's already been published right? and that's already finished. And he was like, he was sort of saying like, oh, you could read up on this and maybe that would help explain this. And like, I don't know if you, you got the idea from my thesis. Like I did that first project and then I had this whole focus on cold exposure. Yeah. Like there was one kind of first study that we did and then we shifted our focus completely. Because yeah. it wasn't going um, anywhere, right? Because, well, we finished that study and mm. then it was kind of like, well, we want to follow up on this other study. And I think the first thing we should do is test what happens with cold because this is a very strong um, exposure. Um, let's see what happens. And then that just turned into opening a whole can of worms, basically is what happened. Um, so I really haven't gone back and looked further at that pharmacological treatment that I first tried on my rats, which actually proved some interesting results. So there's lots that we could go back and do, but now we've kind of shifted focus a little bit. Yeah. So there were a lot of things that he was mentioning and talking about. He's like, you could read this paper. I'm like, to be very honest, <laughs> this project is done. I'm, yeah. I'm moving forward with other things right now. Uh, so I probably won't go but back and read it's that. It's just more interested in the discussion of the thoughts, I guess, mm-hmm. more than even asking or clarifying what has been done. It yeah. was more about expanding on, well, maybe we could explore more of this. Yes. Um, anything else for space? I think that's it. He's on my supervisory committee as well. I knew him from previous schools that I had attended. Um, he's, again, just like a great person to have on the committee, really just interested in getting some good science out um, and loves to chat. So if you're ready and able to have a real long conversation about some of these topics and really digging deep into these kind of big picture questions, he's the guy to do it with. So. Yeah. And although mm-hmm. you didn't work in his lab, you worked sometimes with people in his lab? Yes. And they all came to the defense as well, everyone under him? Yes, they did. So they you're did. very well regarded with that team, even though you don't necessarily directly work with them. Yeah, for sure. And I was telling my mom, like, some of these students, like, when you run out of something in the lab... Um, sometimes it can be something extremely important. Sometimes it's something that's less important, but it'll just delay you if you have to wait to, um, order it. Um, and 
there were times where I just kind of ran out of something and that was a lab that I knew I could go to and be like, Hey, do you happen to have this? I will order new and give it back to you. And they're like, no, great. Fantastic. They were always willing to help out. In fact, they would almost, I'd be like, Hey, do you have this oligomycin? Um, like a specific drug. They'd be like, yeah, yeah, no problem. I'll come down and give it to you. Mm. Like they knew I was right in the middle of stuff. So they'd actually come down and bring it to me. I didn't even have to go get it. Um, So it's really nice. And I think it's actually so crucial to make friends when you're doing your graduate degree. Yeah. Because there are people that you will rely on and need to have help from. And it's just so awesome to be able to have that. Um, And I think that's what I was missing at Guelph. Yeah. Is that there were a lot of labs that worked very closely together and mine was a little bit alienated and I wasn't the kind of personality to make friends really quickly in a completely new environment like that. Yeah. Yeah. And well, even your um, prof was kind of alienating you. She was not around very much. Yeah. And she wasn't helping me to make those connections. Um, and yeah, I wasn't able to make those connections quickly or on a regular basis. And at York, it just seemed that, you know, we'd go to seminar and I'd meet these students and we were very willing and able to help each other out. And I was in a position in my lab at York that we have a lot of equipment and um, a lot of materials and well, we like to be able to help others. So it put me in a position where I was able to give back if I needed help from uh, someone and I really enjoyed that kind of aspect and fact and it just made making friends easier we'll say so yeah all right so last of the bunch mm-hmm. is your prof is my prof yeah um at the actual defense he didn't ask any questions which I think made a lot of sense because he'd mm-hmm. been working with you so closely and you know like you said was directly working on the finished product with you mm-hmm. so like ha- him having questions it, it would make sense it would be like asking himself questions almost right yes yeah um again when you were in guelph your prof was asking a lot of questions and when i was watching that it came across to me that she didn't know what was going on in her own lab <laughs> right like it, it had a bit of a negative uh reaction for me seeing that so it made sense he didn't really have anything to say until at the end where he just said you're a machine and he was (laughs) really happy to work with you which was awesome I was so glad to hear that me too yeah um I definitely said um kind of during the acknowledgement section of my presentation that this prof can be really tough yeah um and there are certain times where I just can't handle it and ends up um in tears. Yeah, in tears. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just say that. Ends up in tears. Um, I know he means well all the time. He's obviously not trying to make me cry. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are just times where it's just like, you know what? I, that's enough. And that's as much as I can take. Yeah. Um, and preparing for this defense was obviously took quite a lot of work. And there are times where he was pushing me as we were preparing for it. And in fact, Monday, yesterday, I was working on the last bits of this presentation and I was, he was pushing me and I was just like, look, like I'm trying. And you could (laughs) see it in my face that I was like, I'm so tired and I'm just trying to get through this. And he looked at me and he's like, Dan, you're going to do great tomorrow. Like you're going to do great. I'm just trying to make this as smooth as possible. So we avoid too many random questions. We're just trying to make this as good as possible. Like 
I know I'm being tough on you. We're just trying to get this done. You're going to be good tomorrow. And like that, honestly, like that's what I needed to hear. It was just like, I have every confidence this is going to go fine. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to make it maybe that extra bit. Um, But you're going to be great. And that gave me like the extra push to be like, okay, you know what? Like I got this. Um, And then it was really nice because a professor asked me how I was able to complete so much work during my time there. And I just said, you know, well, I just... I didn't have too many roadblocks and I just did a lot of, you know, good project management and organization. And then Rolando kind of chimed in at the end and he's like, I have no questions, but just to address your point on how she was able to do this is she's in the lab all the time. She's the first one there. She's the last one to leave. Um, and she's a machine. (laughs) She just like rips through data. Um, and I wish she was sticking around or something about having me stick around. Um, yeah, a little mean machine. That was Fantastic. That, that was the highlight for me to yeah. hear that. I was glad that that came across because I think you needed to hear that too. Well, thanks. Um, so I feel like we're kind of out of order, but what I, I mean, I'm, I sort of just took over again, so I'm directing this now. <laughs> but what we should really discuss, I mean, this should have been the top of the show. What is your thesis about? Can you sum it up, share what you talked about today? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, so it was a summary of all the studies I did during my PhD. Um, and I could probably break it down into two parts. So the first study that I ever did as part of this lab was to uh, treat animals with a drug that inhibits the ability to use fat as fuel. And when you inhibit the ability to use fat, you force the animal to use glucose. This has all kinds of consequences metabolically for the animal. Um, And I was particularly interested in what happens to the adipose tissue or the fat tissue metabolism. Um, So that was kind of study number one. Um, And we found some cool things in that the drug helps to improve the body's ability to uh, control uh, blood glucose levels and also leads to a reduction in um, fat mass. So those are rather kind of cool effects of the drug that make it kind of um, a valuable uh, therapeutic or valuable treatment option for someone who suffers from obesity or type 2 diabetes. Um, so that was kind of my first project. And as mentioned, we then kind of shifted our focus a little bit. And the remaining studies that I did looked at the effects of cold exposure in the animal. And what was cool about that cold exposure study was that I looked at a number of different tissues in the body. So I wasn't just focused on what happens in one spot. I was focused on all the changes and how they work together to help the animal stay warm when it's in a cold environment. Um, So I was particularly interested in looking at the fat and how we could alter the fat metabolism uh, to make it actually increase its energy expenditure as opposed to just be a place where we stored fat. Uh, Then I also looked at um, the muscle and how... Um, the cold affects uh, glucose or sugar and fat metabolism in this tissue. Um, And there are muscles that have different uh, compositions and they will react differently following cold exposure. So I want to look at those differences because no one's ever looked at that before. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last tissue is the liver because the liver plays an integral role in um, providing substrate to help to fuel kind of these increased energy demands. So I wanted to look at all of those tissues. Um, So I basically had a summary of all those interactions and how they worked together to help to maintain core body temperature following cold. That kind of sum it up. Great. 
Well done. That was pretty fast, actually. Thank you. I'm getting very good at giving my like, yeah. <laughs> like quick little like, this is what I did. <laughs> yeah. And we've been, we've been talking about it on the podcast for a long time, but mm-hmm. just in case someone pops into just this one, you know, like have it contained, I thought it'd be a good idea to mm-hmm. do that. Um, let's talk about your slides real briefly because I sure. am a graphic designer. I did Ooh, share yes, this with you. had you. some good comments. Um, and we talked about this, I think, on the last episode or possibly the one before that. You were talking about using a black background and how certain colors didn't, you know, pop as well. And I was like, yeah, it's the idea of contrast, you know. You want their text to be, you know, the absolute opposite uh, shade of your background. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting about your presentation is that it was a black background. When PowerPoints are almost always white background with black text, you kind of inverted it. And this is when I talked about accessibility features or something, whatever that episode yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so at first I was confused by that because I'd never seen that. And I did not look at your slides. Although I'm a, a designer, you never asked me to look over it, which surprised me. But again, I was trying to be confident in you. So I didn't even say, do you want me to look over your material? I honestly uh, think I had like this much of like criticism on my slides. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. don't need more. <laughs> no, no, exactly. So I didn't press you about it. And I was really surprised today seeing all of it. First of all, black background for PowerPoint, everyone should be doing that. It worked so much better for being able to see your content than a white background with black text. Because the room was, you know, we were playing with the lights to try to dim it a bit in the front. But either the lights are on or the lights are off. So you're either Mm -hmm. sitting in a dark room with nothing or you have the uh, terrible lighting that you see in many uh, buildings from that era. So it actually worked really well for that because it was quite easy to see your text and the black background just makes uh, the projector, you can't tell where the projected image begins and ends basically, right? So Hmm. instead of having this ugly white frame all the time, you're just seeing your data then. Your data pops out more. I don't know if you notice this, but these are the things I wanted to point out to you is like, that actually works really well. And I might have to take that as a tip and think about it. Hmm. so good job on that. I well, guess that was your prof's input, but uh, I think it worked pretty well. Yes, it was definitely my prof's input. He has always used black slides with a white background. And he always says when we you know, make a presentation, like, you guys don't have to use black slides like I use, but... But you should. <laughs> <laughs> makes it much happier when we uh, do. Yeah. Um, and the way I kind of went about it is I did most of my like, you know, intro slides and in any diagrams I made, I made them on the black background. And then if I had graphs from Excel that I wanted to put on my, put in my presentation, I would make a little, a square white background and then put my graph on that. Because if I had to copy and paste the graph from Excel, um, it would have the black lines on the black background. And then Mm -hmm. I'd have to go in and change all the lines of my graphs. Um, And I actually think like, I think the data looks nicer when it's on a white background, but I like to have the black slides when I'm doing, like, you know, I had that diagram of um, an energy pathway in a, in a cell, and I think that looked really cool yeah. on the black background. Um, so I think I've found kind of a happy medium of both mm-hmm. um, things. Your PowerPoint so. skills are quite good. Um, this is coming from my okay. Monday where I was doing a lot of PowerPoint work under oh, very yeah? tight deadlines because I had to take today off and... I was like, you people, 
you don't know like you know everyone stretches their graphics all the time it's like i just wanted it to fit on mm, the page and they're yeah. like stretching company logos they're stretching like material mm-hmm. i gave them to show how great our graphics is now and they're just like warped it completely <laughs> and it's like this dude looks like he's a toothpick and that woman looks like she's a balloon like what are you doing and they're like oh i didn't even notice and it's like really <laughs> so props to you on that your your slides looked really good thank you thank you very much um, anything else you want to touch on? How are you feeling? I'm like, I'm sitting here and I can see like my degree that says masters of science on it. Mm. And like, I don't even know how to explain it other than it's pretty unbelievable that I'm going to have a degree that says I have a PhD on it. Mm-hmm. Like I, like I know I've done the work and I've obviously got a lot to show for my four years at York but it just feels like it just passed by and now I have this degree and now what? Yeah. And now, dun, yeah. Dun, and dun. now it's like, now what? And it's not, I think this happens a lot with people who do PhDs cause it's not like you defend and then that's it and that's done. And that's your last day. Like most people need to do um, revisions on their thesis. I've like cut some minor things to correct. Um, but I also like, I'm a TA and a registered student for, the rest of right. the term. So, you know, I'm just going to go back to the lab tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> um, it's just another day. Yeah, it's just another day. And I like, like we had time to celebrate tonight. Like we went out for beers and I was able to go back to my parents' house where my family was gathering yeah. and just thank them for everything and, and celebrate with them. Um, and it's just like this like monumental thing happened, yeah. but in the middle of kind of normal life, yeah. I guess. And yeah, it's just for a really long time, I was like, you know what? I really want to do a PhD and now I've done it. Yeah. And now what? <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I, I, when I was answering for you, sometimes I would just tell them, ask her in a week or so, like it's too, it's too soon. So Maybe next podcast or the one after you'll mm-hmm. have more of a concrete feeling on how it is. Yeah, I think that would be cool to get kind of an update as in the next in the next little while and see how it, how it goes. And also, I feel like I don't have a job that I'm going to start immediately um, either. Like I'm finishing up my time in the lab, and I would like to work as a as a teacher. Um, but everyone's on strike right now, <laughs> so oh, yeah, it's going on at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have ideas and, um, areas and pathways that I'd like to pursue. Um, but I just, I just, I, yeah, I'm just kind of in a bit of a, you know, wait and see what happens sort of field. I thought it was funny today because my prof was talking to my parents and saying, you know, she did a really good job and now we just need to convince her that she needs to be a scientist. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) my prof is really, has always been kind of pushing for me to like keep going in science and research. I just, I don't know, maybe I'm making excuses for it, but I just think that it's like a really difficult path to take for everything else that I want to accomplish in life. I think given um, the close nature, the four years of you guys working together and his very, uh, I don't know if I want to say overbearing, but very Mm -hmm. strong opinions on you, Mm-hmm. I think you might come to that conclusion, but you need to make that conclusion on your own. You need to almost like separate yourself from him 
in order mm-hmm. to actually go, you know what, maybe I do want to do that. Because I think you've just been too close to him and too long having him tell you what to do that there might be some resistance for it just because it is his idea again. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say don't like discount it, but maybe maybe you'll feel different in the future. Who knows? But yeah, maybe the best course mm-hmm. of action is really just to explore your options, right? Don't jump into something right away yep. because he says you should. Yes, that is true. Um, yeah, and just kind of see, I'm very, I don't know, for the last little while, you know, you finished high school and I was like, I'm going to go to university and I'm going to do this degree. And now I'm finishing this undergrad. I'm going to go do a master's and yeah. now I've finished my master's. And now I'm going to go do a PhD. And now I've come to the end of post-doc. these degrees. Postdoc, post, postdoc. Um, yeah. So, and I'm, I, I have flexibility thanks to you and your very stable job that I don't have to jump into anything right right away, um, that I can explore some options. Um, so yeah, I'm going to just, you know, take some time to chill and appreciate that. And at the same time, I have a number of things I need to wrap up. So I won't be idle. No, no, you'll go crazy if you go idle. So you don't want Mm -hmm. that. Uh, another point, let's talk about the incredible amount of support. I think we glossed over that, but it's worth mentioning. Uh, I mean, your profs, these five gentlemen who were on Mm -hmm. the committee, uh, as much as they were there to ask you questions, I think they've been incredibly supportive over the years, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and very helpful to you. But in addition to that, you did something that I think they were surprised by and had been unheard of is you filled a room with people who wanted to see your thesis defense. Yes. There were over 30 people there, I think, um, which I kind of expected based on just talking to some folks who wanted to attend. Hmm. Um, I know for some people, a thesis defense can be um, pretty nerve wracking and they don't want anybody else in the room except them and the professors. Um, But in physiology, um, it's fairly common to have your lab mates attend your defense. And a lot of them see it as like, you know, an opportunity to be able to see what this is all about so that when they have to do it, they can get an idea of what's going on. Um, And for me, having all those people there, it didn't make me more nervous. It actually made me feel more uh, confident and comfortable because I had a whole room full of people who no matter what happened Mm -hmm. knew that I was a really good student, knew that I had done really well um, and just were really excited that I had gotten to this point in what I was doing. Um, Didn't matter what happened and to have that kind of support there that's really just like you're like, all right, it doesn't really matter what happens in the next hour and a half. Well, these guys are asking me questions like, you know, I got this. Um, And, you know, when my prof was pushing me and really working hard to work on my presentation, I felt that having those people there would be even better. I mean, it turned out that the day before he did give me a very great vote of support in how well he thought I was going to do. So that was helpful. But when I'm going through those really tough days, it's really helpful to have all those people there that are behind me. Um, And so to actually see them all come out and make that effort was really fantastic. And I would have loved to, there were a number of other people that I would have loved to be there. 
Um, and I just got to a point where I'm like, I don't think there's any more room <laughs> for people not. to come. No. Um, so I'm actually like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I was kind of arbitrary in who I invited. And I was just like, I, I actually have to stop telling people that they're welcome to yeah. attend because they might be standing for <laughs> two hours and that would be oh, very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Well, they can listen to this podcast now. There you go. They can. And they'll hear stories as the years kind of go by. Um, but yeah, these were people who, they were members of my family that were there. Um, they were members of your family that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, there were, uh, members of the lab from four years ago when I first started, all three of them came back, which was amazing. Um, there were, uh, members in the lab that I worked with last year, like undergrads that helped me complete some of the projects that I was working on. Um, there were my current lab mates, which number up to six, seven. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's a lot of them. Um, and there were members from other labs, again, that I mentioned that I worked with yep. and that collaborated with a lot on. Um, and I think that... Grandma. Yeah, Grandma was there. <laughs> which was awesome. <laughs> Opinionated Grandma. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, at the end of the evening, shook uh, your prof's hand. Mm-hmm. hand and said, I've heard so much about you. Not all of it was very good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely probably told her stories of just him being pretty uh, tough. Um, but she, <laughs> but she knows that we get along really well yeah. too. So I, I hope he knows that <laughs> it's grandma. She's going to say things. Oh yeah. I actually thought that she, she went up and talked to, uh, what do we call him? Space. Yeah. After the defense. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what were you doing? <laughs> what, what is grandma commenting on? Um, but no, it was fantastic. It was really amazing to have a grandparent be able to see all of those different accomplishments yeah. throughout your life. Like, that's that was pretty important to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that she was there because my grandparents have shaped a lot of me as a scientist. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, for sure. Like, my Japanese grandparents... They are from families of intellectuals and people who like to explore and are curious and want to see how things work. Mm -hmm. Um, They're extremely hard workers. Yeah. And so I definitely got my work ethic from them. Not that my mother's family doesn't work hard, but I, the Japanese family definitely does. Um, And like to have the confidence to stand up in front of like five profs, like I've definitely got a little bit of my grandma's gusto in Mm, me um, and my positive attitude. Uh, So, Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, as you know, I'm very proud of you. I do know. Yeah. It's great to have you there, too. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I think it was Rolando who said, you know, it'd be great to have Diane continue some of these projects. Sorry, yeah. Pete. I'd, I'd really like her to stay. <laughs> yeah. I just nod politely. <laughs> it's like, I know what's really going on here, but all right. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like we're at the Oscars and like the music is coming on to like cut us off. <laughs> yeah. This is apparently how long our previous podcast was. No, this is the stuff that uh, gets pushed off the side so that it doesn't appear in an episode because we're way longer than we normally would go for. Mm, okay, I see. Um, but it's your podcast. So anything else you want to talk about? Um, fun story. I think just to wrap it up. Well, maybe not wrap it up. We'll see if any other fun stories come about. But um, normally what happens is when everyone gets settled at the beginning of a defense, the professors ask everyone to leave the room so they can have a brief (laughs) meeting about um, kind of 
brief meeting just to agree that the thesis is defendable and what order they're going to ask questions in just small brief um, kind of organization. Um, and the chair came up to me and he said, you know, he's very friendly. Like, how, how are you? You've got a lot of your family members here. Mm -hmm. And he's like, now normally I would ask them to leave. And I said, that's totally fine. They have been prepped. They know the order of affairs. They're going to be very polite. And he's like, well, I was just thinking that maybe, maybe us five profs can just go outside and we don't have to, like, I don't want to make your grandmother get up from her. from her seat i said oh that's very nice of you like if you guys are fine with doing that then i am i am okay with that as well so that's what they did at the beginning obviously at the end they needed to convene on the desk so they made us all leave uh the room yeah but the show was over at that point yeah show was over everyone was ready to get up and stretch and move and um yeah just very considerate of of everyone that was that was there and just um, really, again, solidifies my decision to bring these people <laughs> onto my committee. Like people mm-hmm. in my graduate program, when I tell them who's on my committee, they say, wow, that's a really great committee. And I'm like, you may also have this committee. <laughs> yeah. You just need to select these people. And I guess their projects are specifically involve other professors or other work. Right. So then they will have different committees. Um but I just really lucked out with uh, having a really reasonable and considerate committee. I don't know. I think that's just a, it's a further showing how much you consider all the details that even something like that you, you pay attention to and you study and you learn, oh, I can mm-hmm. do this. So I'm going to make that happen. It's smart. Mm-hmm. You are smart. Well done. Well, thanks. I certainly, I guess I now have a piece of paper that certifies that I have some intelligence. Mm. Or I will have a piece of paper. So the way it works is that um, everything has to get finalized within the next week or so. We'll likely get all finally submitted. And then um, I will actually... So technically, they will uh, they uh, confer degrees is what they call it. So I will have my degree in February, but there is no ceremony to walk across a stage until June. So June, yeah, June. So this is actually a fairly drawn out process. So I will have my degree in my hand in February. And that is technically when you're able to officially call me doctor, Mm. if you'd like to. Um, But I won't actually get the ceremony across the stage until June. So that's why it was kind of nice to have everyone gather. And I got some cards today. Um, because it's going to be a pretty long time before I actually get to walk across the stage. Um, and I'm sure by then I'll be kind of like, well, (laughs) I mean, do we bother? But yes, of course we bother because I get to wear this funny hat. So I'll definitely want some pictures. I'm going to ask some people today if they have pictures of me because I know people were snapping photos of me because I don't have any. And at the end, you know, everyone's just like, I just want to leave. So, um, I'll have to grab those and, um, you didn't see it, but one of the girls actually has a video of my prof coming out of that room saying, where's the doctor? Oh my goodness. Yeah. She actually has the video of her saying, where's the doctor? And him coming out and looking for me and me coming up and shaking his hand and being all like excited and being like, oh, thanks. I did such a good job. It's pretty awesome. And that's pretty, pretty cool. (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) That that moment was 
was uh, captured. Well, if you were listening to this and you were at the event, why don't you send your pics to ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com? <laughs> Boom. Excellent. I think this is a good place to wrap up. I'm starting to feel tired. Um, that was definitely a very long day. And that's crazy. It's over. Cool. So thanks for joining us for our special episode. Yes. And thank you to Field Processor for providing, for providing such awesome music. You are done. All right. Yep. Intel. Blah, 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 blah. Intel next time. Take one more. For the road.